if the people don't trust the people who, who have the million percent return, guess what? They're not going to put their money into it. Trust is the common denominator. So from a passive investor side, if you're out there, you're listening to the show and you're looking at different operators and you're doing your thing, go with your gut, you know, do your research, go with your gut. But who do you trust to get to implement and execute that business plan? Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, as always, Yona Weiss. Pleased to be here with another awesome, famous podcaster, Kevin Brenner, the host of the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. You may have heard of the ADPI guys. Well, he's one of them, and I'm excited to bring him on the show today. Kevin, how are you doing? Thanks, Yona. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I see you just killing it on LinkedIn. I actually joined your mastermind, and I did a couple of LinkedIn challenges, and then I kind of fell off the wagon, but I'm back. I've been posting like almost every day. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, like literally every for the past like couple of weeks now. So it's I'm back on LinkedIn and it's because of you. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate you giving the shout out there. It's an amazing platform when you're able to really tap into, you know, getting getting your audience, building your community there mm-hmm. and getting your message across. I mean, you guys are doing amazing things. So you've built a tremendous community as is, right? The ADPI. I mean, I remember when I joined you guys maybe four years ago or so. I think when I was on the podcast, you guys were one of the first podcasts I was on years back. And I don't know, there's maybe like 10,000 members. And I was like, wow, this is a huge community. And now you guys are probably up to like, (laughs) I don't even know. Like, Yeah, we're at like, we're at 55,000 members. And the crazy thing is, and this sounds, you think about it like, okay, it's like a Facebook group, right? right? And people are in Facebook groups. Your listeners are in probably a bunch of Facebook groups. The difference that we individually vet every single person to make sure that they have a military affiliation, whether they're an active duty, whether they're a veteran, whether they're a military spouse, military family, we like pretty much have to Facebook stock them <laughs> and it takes forever. So we have this wait list of like 2,500 people constantly trying to get into the group. But by doing that, by being like, by having that gate up front, mm-hmm. it protects the community and it creates that safe space that is already created between the military community from, you know, like, I talked to another veteran and like everyone's defenses are instantly down. Like sure. the common, like just how it goes, you know, it's just because we kind of cut from the same cloth and, you know, you can relate. And so bringing that aspect to a community and then, of you know, further dig into that niche of military real estate investors, it's just become so powerful because we're able to help so many people and it's been a blessing. And I think the goal was to hit a hundred thousand by the end of the year. And I think we're on track to do that or get pretty dang close. That's awesome. The amazing thing is it's not just a community. I mean, that, that'd be awesome if it was just, you know, a community of active duty and, and veterans and military spouses that can all come together and talk about real estate. And a lot of people doing different things in real estate, but you also have this educational platform where not only are you guys like teaching people, you have books, the podcast and all that kind of stuff that you can actually train people how to get started, how to do things, but you're doing deals as well. Meaning yeah. you're bringing people together. And I know you guys, Tim Kelly, we had on the podcast here and other members that are actively doing real estate deals together as a group because of this community. Yeah. I mean, we call it the ADPI ecosystem and that's really, really kind of what it, it's become because we have 
and this is kind of going to be like, you know, this is the Weiss advice show. So this is my bit of advice. Cause I know it's a fast show and I'm just going to get it out there. If you have a community, whether you have a community, or you don't have a community, listen, if you listen to the people that follow you, listen to them and provide them the solutions that they are asking for. Mm. Because so many as marketers and you know, I'm in the capital raising space, we're constantly trying to predict what people want from us and then put it in front of their face. Right. But that's backwards. It's totally backwards. If you actually listen to what people want, then work on those solutions. It's going to take time, but provide those solutions to them. That's how we have scaled out ADPI from originally, like you said, Yona, it was, it started as an education company because mm-hmm. we, you know, Mark Jansic, the CEO, you know, he said like, Hey, how can I teach people about the VA loan? And right. how they can leverage that to build a portfolio of single family and or you know small multifamily properties that cash flow as they as they PCS permanent change of station they move around station to station around the world around the country over a twenty year military career so that when they're done they don't have to get a job they're retired they got their cash flow good to go like that was the beginning and because we're listening to the community and they're saying like things like well I want to learn how to do large commercial multifamily mm-hmm. okay cool well let's bring Tim and Eric and Adam Labar on. And, you know, let's go do some large commercial multifamily. So we teach that now. And then, you know, well, I want to do whole life insurance. Okay, well, let's start an insurance company, ADPI insurance. You know, I want to, you know, passively invest in real estate and be a passive. Okay, ADPI capital. Like, just listen to the community. And by doing that, you're giving them power, really. Mm -hmm. You're providing solutions and you're building that community even stronger because, like you said earlier, the defenses are down. You have this community where people feel comfortable with one another. You have this brethren, this you know brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, that brings you together. That's the hardest part about capital raising and about doing deals is finding those people that like you and trust you. And you've already kind of built that through the community and through that affinity that you have through you know serving together. And thank you, by the way, you just, I know you just finished your service with the Air Force. So thank you yeah. for your service. And you guys are, it's just incredible that you're coming to do that and bringing everyone together. Appreciate it, Yona. I think I was on a podcast earlier, earlier this morning, and we were talking about this exact topic. And I said, the one thing that is a common denominator between any deal, whether you're raising capital or anything, it's trust. You know, you can have a deal that has a million percent return over here versus one that has an eight pref. And if the people don't trust the people who, who have the million percent return, guess what? They're not going to put their money into it. Trust is the common denominator. So from a passive investor side, if you're out there, you're listening to the show and you're looking at different operators and you're doing your thing, go with your gut, you know, do your research, go with your gut. But who do you trust to get to implement and execute that business plan? And like you said, you know, having the community and obviously, you know, we've built and nurtured it over the past five years. Having that has been incredible and what we're doing now is really kind of taking it to the next level. That's awesome. How did you get started yourself in the real estate investing? And I mean, you know, maybe that transitioned to joining the ADPI group or yeah. I don't even know, like what's your background? Yeah. So I started when I was 27. So I'm 32 now. And when I was 27, I was, you know, class, I would just pinned on captain in the air force. So I'd been in the air force like four years and I was spending my money as quick as I can get it. Ducatis, cars, rent, bars, you know, the whole thing, right? Like that was my life. And I was on a volleyball team with a really good friend of mine, shout out to uh, Ray Northcutt. And he was a first lieutenant. So that's one step below captain. And he told me, he's like, Hey man, I just closed on my seventh house. And I was like, what? 
I was like, no, I mean, you can't pay rent seven times. Like yeah. I, I was just like, no, that's false. And I would tell him, like, aren't you like just drowning in debt? And the one thing he told me, he's like, no, 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 it's cool. This is good debt. And I was like, and then it was just why, 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 why? Right. And long story short, he throws me rich dad, poor dad, read the book, kind of like everyone else, get totally hooked, start educating myself like crazy, found out that, and this is before I even got hooked up with ADPI, found out that I can use my VA loan to get up to a four unit property. Mm-hmm. So did that, got a quadplex in Savannah, Georgia. And then two weeks after I closed on it, I got orders to come to Washington, D.C. to go serve at the Pentagon. So I was like, whoa, guess I can't move in, you know, a VA loan, you got to live in it, right? Well, mm-hmm. I was like, sorry, I, I can't move into it. But, you know, we ended up doing, I was a long distance real estate investor then. I was doing renovations. I was doing, you know, getting the bad tenants out. And the woman I bought it from, I let her stay in the one unit, but she was renting this like four or $500 below market rent, like the classic story, like, she didn't have the internet. She was like 80 years old, like no clue what the market was doing. Right. So I came in there and you know we got the bad tenants out. We renovated the places, no problem. Six months later, closed on another one right up the street because I was like, this is an awesome business plan. Fast forward to today. So this is 2018, 2019 respectively. Fast forward to today. And what did I buy? The Bought the one for 350 and the other one for 318. They're both worth about 700 now. And they... I raised the rent from about six fifty seven hundred a month up to thirteen fourteen hundred a month per unit. Wow! So, yeah, it's just implement the business plan, you know, right. and turn it around. So that got me hooked, and from there, found ADPI, started doing short term rentals up here in DC, and it's been a wild ride, really has. That's awesome. So, how did you get hooked up with ADPI? I mean, did you find them first, or did they find you? So it was actually you'll like this because it happened on LinkedIn. Oh, so I was on perusing on LinkedIn and, you know, I'll be many guys in the military and girls in the military. Like you don't really have a LinkedIn profile because it's like, oh, I'm just going to do my 20 years. You know, it's like when you transit, they tell you like when you transition, you should make a profile. That's what the advice they give you, you know, and in business, it's like, no, but regardless, (laughs) like, so I didn't really have one and I was on there and I was like kind of perusing around kind of like whatever. And someone messaged me out of the blue and it's funny because the same person I just had a conversation with a couple of weeks ago messaged me out of the blue and said, Hey, you might really like this group, Active Duty Passive Income. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, like I'm military. I love passive income. Like at this point, I'm already had both quadplexes, or, or maybe I was closing on the second one. I don't know, but found the group and, and got hooked up. But that same person, you know, came up and we launched the fund and they're trying to invest in the fund. And you know, they, you know, you get the little notification, this person wants to invest in your fund on your portal. Right. And yeah, exactly. And I was like, God, that name looks familiar. <laughs> Who is that? And I get this email from this guy and he's like, Oh, I'm super stoked. I've really enjoyed watching you rise and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, like you don't know, like I, it didn't connect. And he's like, you don't know who I am. And, I was like, <laughs> and he, he screenshotted the LinkedIn message that of me connecting to ADP. I was like, Oh, wow, dude, I was so grateful. Cause I was like, you have no clue. Like you, I found my people like because of you, I would have never found these people and, you know, and been on the podcast, provide the value and eventually work with them and be an owner and all like that would never happen. Yeah. So it was kind of all came full circle for me a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, that's how it happens. Super weird. Such a great story. LinkedIn, man. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's incredible. That's an amazing story. That is. You know, it's coming full circle like that also. And it's really growing. I mean, really, it's just the beginning. I see you guys, like you said, growing the Facebook group to 100,000 people, starting a fund now to invest in in larger 
properties. I know you're doing short-term rentals. Tell me more about the fund. I know you've been involved, Tim, and I, and I know Adam, and a lot of the guys have been involved in multifamily and in mobile home parks. What's the, you know, you guys built a mortgage company oh, yeah. and so yeah. many different things. It really is amazing talking about just building that community and building it out, the needs of the people in it. What's the goal now? Like, where do you see going forward? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we have this, the flagship company is active duty passive income, right? And that's the education company, right? So you come in and if you want to learn, we have the free stuff for you. We have the book, we have the podcast, we have this, we have that, the blog, all that stuff. And if you really want to take action, we have single family, multifamily, that's what we have. Now, all of these subsidiary companies really, and that's ADPI Lending, which we're a partner with American Mortgage Network and licensed now in Oof, don't quote me, high 30s, maybe 40s of states, you know, not mm-hmm. all 50, but pretty close. We're doing home loans for people, which is great, both commercial and, and residential. And then the ADPI insurance is our whole life division. So for the folks who want to generate cash flow and be their own bank, we have that option for them. And then, you know, the ADPI capital, and you know, that's really the latest. Mm-hmm. And that's the solution. And and remember, this all goes to listen to the community because the community was coming up. We have no idea how many people are asking us like, hey, I have five or 10 grand to put into something. It's not enough for a down payment. And I'm PCSing or I'm moving, but I want to put this to work. What do I do? Right. And before we had ADPI Capital, the solution really was like, well, let's teach you. We can teach you. You know, mm-hmm. Let's teach you a bunch of strategies that you can use to, to do this. And for some people that worked, but we realized we were kind of shunning the people who wanted to be passive. I mean, it is called active duty passive income. (laughs) That was the other thing too. That was the other thing. People are like, well, yeah, but like, you know, passive, like they would bring that up and we were like, well, yeah. Okay. So, you know. Yeah. A lot of real estate isn't really passive at all. Yeah. That would kind of be like our, you know, our response and all this stuff. But (laughs) the, you know, we go back a year, a little bit over a year ago, I was sitting in me and Tim were sitting in Mark Yancich's living room in New Orleans, and we were recording content. You know, we were having like Tim drove in Pensacola. I flew down from DC, and we had like a whole weekend. We were doing just content recording for the education and stuff, and it was great. And I was getting into funds because I launched my own company to do funds, and I was deep in this research and I was in masterminds and all this stuff. And I was, they were kind of talking about this, and I was like, well, you know, we could do like a fun thing, and and at the time neither Mark and or Tim really understood because they were so deep in the syndication world. Right. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you could do that, but if you have a fund, what you can do is go and invest in other people's projects and all of this stuff and you have the capital standing by. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we all kind of, you know, stewed on that. We rallied the team and we did the research and we came up with, you know, we started learning more about what a reg A is. Mm-hmm. And how those rules changed and how they differ from, you know, if your listeners are familiar with traditional syndications, they use the exemption regulation right. D 506 BC, right? Well, a reg A tier two and tier one, completely different, designed really for startups and seed funding. But when applied to real estate in the fund space, it's really, really, really powerful. It's an equity fund, mm-hmm. just like your syndication is. But instead of working on one project, we're able to diversify investors' capital across whatever projects we see fit. So the rules kind of changed in 2018, and they allow us to raise up to 75 million in one year. Get this from anyone. You can market to anyone. So it's right. kind of got that 506C flavor, right? right? But you don't have to be accredited. Mm-hmm. So and, and there's no uh, minimum or anything, right? The lowest minimum you can have is $10. Right. 
ten dollars so low- yeah so <laughs> essentially no minimum right so and those are the three barriers you know that our community face they're like oh well you know i, I either have fifty thousand and i'm not accredited or i'm not accredited and i only you know i don't have the money like we needed something because the community saw what we were doing independently and we knew like in multifamily, like what Tim does with mobile home parks, what Adam does in multifamily, what Eric's doing in self-storage. How can we bring the ADPI community into those deals? And the only way we figured out how to do it is through this reg A. And, you know, people ask me all the time, like, okay, well, those are all the pros. What are the cons? And the cons are, well, number one, it's about 10 to 15 times as more expensive to set up than a reg right. D. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, you got to have it takes money. more time. Yeah. Oh, it takes, yeah, t- incredible more time. Like, you know, we've been at this for six, seven months now and we're still in the registration. You physically are registering with the SEC. When you do a Reg D, you're saying, I don't have to register. Exactly. But this is your registering and there's comments back and forth and lawyers and all this stuff. But we feel at the end of the day, because we have the community and we have the ecosystem, because the community is <laughs> the ecosystem of the multifamily students that we've trained. We call them the ADPI heroes. They're filling our deal pipeline. Sure. And so we have that. And then we have the rest of the community who is filling the capital pipeline. And we are just combining these two into something that's really, really spectacular. So it's the best of both worlds. I'm just super grateful to be on the team. That's amazing. And it just makes so much sense. I mean, even if 10% of your community puts in like $1,000 into a deal, you got $5 million right there. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible. So you have the resources, you have the community. And I think it just speaks to the fact that anyone speaking, and what you said earlier really kind of speaks to me and anyone out there who has a podcast or has a community that they've built. I have a Facebook group. It's not very active. That's another thing, right? You have, you have a Facebook group, but it's extremely active, right? There mm-hmm. are, you know, and you can look at the statistics, you can look at the, you know, see how many people are actually active and what percentage of people. And it's incredible when you actually look at the data and see how people are actually involved in talking and you know, it's not just people pitching. You have that safe space where people are very, you know, cognizant of the fact that we're oh, just, yeah. you know, we're there to learn and we're there to to give back. That's completely hats off to Jill Campbell, our vice president of outreach mm-hmm. and really it's member experience because we our moderators who are all military spouses. They are incredible. They are, you know, as far as, Hey, you know, there's constant chatter. Should I allow this post? Should I not allow this post? This seems like a pit. So we have like this no pitch zone. And that, like you said, that builds that shelter because you go into these Facebook groups and it's like constant, like, Oh, crypto. And it's just like, okay, well, this is not a safe space. Why am I going to be vulnerable here? So yeah, they are incredible. Wow. So like we said, time does fly. So unfortunately, Kevin, we're going to transition to what we call the final four over here. But what I want to, I just want to thank you for that incredible insight into what we've learned up until now and excited to see, you know, obviously where this has been. I've been following you guys for a long time and sending a lot of people, everyone who is a, you know, active duty or is a veteran that I know I've sent them your way. And hopefully many people have joined the group because of that. And if you are listening to this and you know anyone who is, or you yourself are a veteran or active duty or a military spouse, please go check out the ADPI group. We'll put it in the show notes so you can check that out. But Kevin, final four, first question to you. What is the worst job that you ever had? Oh man, this is easy. So when I was in high school and I would come home for summer in college, I worked for my father. He just retired. He ran a scrap recycling yard. It's been in the family since 1925. So it's Brenner Recycling, right? My brother now runs it, you know, and, you know, so it's going to be a generational thing. Who knows how long, but (laughs) I would come back 
and you know, summers over high school or whatever. And my job was, I was a manual laborer, but specifically my job was to cardboard trailer the truck would come because we were recycling. We had to separate the cardboard out. You know, we have those big baler machines. So it puts the, you know, massive, you know, literally a ton of cardboard into a cube pretty much, right? It smashes it all down. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it does. Mm-hmm. And you stack them up and you send them places. I would have to go in the truck and pull out all the pallets. So what would happen was it was came from a meat plant, all the cardboard. So they would pack, it was a meat packaging plant, all the excess cardboard they shove into a trailer. But in order to get as much cardboard as they can, they would use forklifts and jam all the, the cardboard stacked on pallets. They jam it together, splintering and breaking all the pallets, mixing it up with the cardboard. Oh boy. And it was Kevin's job to separate that. <laughs> and I don't know if you've been in the back of a 53 foot trailer in July, it's a little toasty. <laughs> so that was the worst job. And then my dad, of course, was, you know, giving me like $4 an hour, you know, cause he's like, oh, you're, you're learning. I forget. He's like, oh yeah, this job is to teach you why you should go to college, why you should try in college or something. <laughs> it's like, Thanks. <laughs> a valuable Effective. lesson. Yeah, valuable Effective. lesson there. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, that, that was it, man. There you go. That will do it for sure. Second question. I'm looking for a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift, if you have one. You know, I, obviously I have a lot. You know, you could say Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and that, all that stuff. I'm sure a lot of your guests say that. The one I'm reading right now, it's called Measure What Matters by John Dewar. And it's all about objectives and key results. And it's beyond goal setting, but the thing that is really, I love reading books that you can instantly apply to your business. You know, you can read the book and you're like, Hey, I can do that. Like profit first. Mm -hmm. Fantastic book. I read that book, instantly applied it to my business, started making like significantly more money, started paying myself for once. Like this is the same thing. You can go and understand bottom-up objectives and top-down objectives and having them meet and actually understand the synchrony of a powerful team. And I'm excited. I already told uh, the CEO of ADPI, I was like, yo, we're going to, I'm going to put this into ADPI capital and I'm going to make these OKRs work. And if they work as well as I think they were, we're going to do the whole company. He's like, all right, let's do it. Awesome. (laughs) So that's awesome. I mean, that's the point. Read a good book. That's powerful. You got to apply it. I mean, otherwise, you know, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So good for you. Awesome. So on that note, I mean, really leads into the next question, perhaps, which is what's a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Oh, man. I mean, there's like the fun ones, at least like business. No, ones, no, you can like take this ones? any which way you want to go. We have a lot of people that say surfing. We got a lot of people. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. I don't know why that is. I've never been like musically inclined, but I've never, to be fair, I never really tried. So at some point I'm going to learn how to play guitar. I love going to rock concerts. So that's like half the battle, right? So, you know, appreciate it more. That's for sure. Yeah. Rock appreciation. Exactly. <laughs> so I would like to learn how to, you know, how to play and, you know, Tim Kelly's, he's a big drummer and he's got a band and all this stuff. And I always see him like, you know, just shredding on the drums. I was like, man, that looks so cool. I want to do that, but I don't even know anything about it. So someday as I get more passive and come more time back, I'm going to be annoying my wife on the electric guitar. And I know she can hear me right now. So. <laughs> you can always, always do the air guitar, you know? <laughs> yeah. The air for right now, it's solid air guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fourth and final question. What does success mean to you? Yeah, this, this is a great question. And you know, success is subjective. So for your listeners out there, it's really easy to get caught in this kind of whirlwind of comparing yourself to other people. And I get caught in it all the time. Like, and, and it depresses me. I go into this like depression, just 
sucks. You know, like it'll just knock me on my butt. And, you know, just it, don't do that because you have to have, you have to understand that success is kind of like what you make it, but it's completely subjective and it should tie back to your why. And my why is to, you know, like why I do what I do is to create, you know, a generation and legacy of family wealth rooted in a foundation of abundance, joy, and service to others. You know, like that's really what I strive to do. So if I can do those things, then I'm successful. If I can do one of those things during the day, then I'm still successful. Mm. If I find myself straying away from those things and not living my life and business with abundance, joy, and helping others and helping, you know, helping my family, you know, having that foundation in education, then then no, then then I know I need to readjust course. But it's a moving target. Success is a moving target. It's not a destination. It's a journey. And I know that sounds cliche. No, but it is. But the fact that you have like that mission statement and you know what those points are and you know what you're striving for, then you are successful because you've already set the bar and and living up to it on a daily basis. And again, if you get knocked off, that's okay. But you know where you have to get back on. It's kind of like your North Star. You know, you just got to kind of, okay, well, let's just redirect this way and, you know, and follow that. And I think, yeah, I just you know, that the imposter syndrome and the social media makes it so just compounds it so hard, you know, and it's sometimes you just got to take a break and, and remind yourself, I'm not there yet. Someday I might be, but right now I need to focus on this because I got to stay true to you. That's it. That has helped me when I'm in kind of my, I call it my funk, you know, like when I'm in a bad funk, it's usually because I get caught up comparing myself to others and never healthy. It never works. You know, even on the point that you made there, one of the driving points is helping others. You know, if you're ever at a low point, I find you just go and help someone, like do something for someone else. You get out of that really quickly, right? You get out of yourself pretty quickly. And so that itself, I think is a great idea, a great tool to have. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. Well, Kevin, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me once again. And where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? Yeah, lots of ways, you know, the big thing that we're doing is, well, first of all, LinkedIn, right? There Kevin you go. Brenner. <laughs> but you know, if you want to learn more about ADPI Capital and what we're doing and kind of briefly touched on it, you can go to www.adpicapital.com or super easy. If you're listening to this podcast, you're at the gym, don't do this if you're in the car or whatever, but just text ADPI to 33777. And what that's going to do is going to get you all the information you need about us, about ADPI Capital, about everything. We're not going to like spam text you ever again. It's just a way for you to get on the mailing list and get everything that you want. And yeah, I hope to be connecting with you on LinkedIn and you know helping you out in any way, shape or form that I can. Very cool. Appreciate it coming on again. And to our listeners, yeah. thank you guys for joining us once again until the end. Remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Thanks, Yona. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I wanna hear from you guys. So I wanna hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.